0: guess what I'd like to speak to you this morning about, or what I feel like God wants to speak to you about is, what are you basing your faith upon, and how much of what you believe is really true? I want to go into Genesis this morning, I just want to read a few scriptures here and just show you how easily deceived we are. I'm going to go to Genesis chapter 2 to begin with. I want to start in verse 8 and read verse 9 to begin with and just talk about this a little bit. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, And there he put the man whom he had formed. And uh, when he's talking about man, he's talking about man and woman. And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. I want you to notice that. Every tree that is good to the eye and good to the fruit. Pleasant to the eye and good good for fruit or food. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden. And the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So we see him talking about three, in a sense, different groups of trees or three different uh, ideas of trees. First of all, there are a group of trees that are pleasant to the sight and good for food. All of them. And I think really, in a sense, that takes in the next two also. But then he talks about how he has planted the tree of life in the midst of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, most of us have probably read this and thought, well, there's two trees in the midst of the garden. That's not what it says. In King James, it says, and and a tree of life in the midst of the garden, comma, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So what it's saying here is God planted all these trees. And we'll read here in a minute that Eve noticed that even the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was pleasant to look upon and good for food. But I just want you to notice something here. There's one tree in the midst of the garden. I want you to begin to think about what is your vision upon? What are you seeing? Are you looking at the tree in the midst of the garden? Are you looking at other places, at other things? So I want to turn over to chapter 3 now. We're going to talk here a little bit in chapter 3 about the discussion that Eve had with the serpent. And I want to start in verse 2. Well, maybe I better start in verse 1. Let's just start at the beginning. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said you shall not eat of every tree of of the garden? I want you to notice that. First of all, he turns the whole thing upside down because God said you can eat of every tree of the garden except for one. And Satan has said, Hasn't God said you can't eat of any tree in the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree, and I want you to notice this, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. What is your heart and mind stayed upon? What is in the midst of your garden? How often does God give us something good and, uh, you know, a word of the Lord to look upon? And we begin to see something else in the midst of the garden. We begin to look at something else, something that's more desirable to us, something that catches our fancy more than the word of God or the will of God. You don't think your words matter? You don't think what you meditate upon or what you look upon matter? You shall not eat of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it. Eve had a misconception of what was in the midst of the garden, what God had placed in the midst of the garden. And I want you to think about this. What was in the midst of the garden? The tree of life. You may not know this, but maybe you do. There is a tree of life in the midst of the garden today. Hallelujah. It's the cross of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And I want you to notice something about these trees the spatialness of these trees was the fruit, the tree was good to look upon but you couldn't live by looking at the tree. You had to partake of the fruit. The fruit of the tree of life that we look upon is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And in all reality, I mean, physically to look upon our tree of life was not pleasant. But in the spiritual, it is to think that Jesus laid down his life for us. But so often we begin to look at the other trees in the garden, and especially the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the one that we are not supposed to have. And we put it in the midst of the garden. You know, just think about this. I don't know how long they were in the garden But apparently they had never ate of the fruit of the tree of life. It was right there. How many people are going to go through this life and the tree of life is in the midst of the garden right in front of them and they'll never partake of the fruit of that tree? And how many of us that are in the garden and know about the tree really don't see it? We see another tree, something else that's in the midst of the garden. I hope you understand what I'm getting at this morning. What is God saying to you compared to what do you believe God is saying to you? We need to make sure what we think God is saying to us is true. Eve believed that the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was in the midst of the garden. She thought that was true. But that's not what it said. There was one tree, and just think about it, how many trees can you have in the midst? There's only one middle point in anything. So there can only be one thing there. Jesus said in the New Testament, you cannot serve God and mammon. And really that's what the tree of the knowledge and good and evil represented, was man's own intentions, man's own desires. Because when we see how... The serpent tempted Eve with a tree and she began to see it. She said, yeah, it looks good and the fruit looks good. Yeah, and it's going to make me wise. I'm going to be smarter or smart as God. Hallelujah. We don't like to admit that we can be wrong. but We need to realize that maybe what we're looking at in the garden is the wrong tree. The words that we're hearing are the wrong words. The things that we are fighting are the wrong things. Hallelujah. I want you just to think about when Jesus came to this earth. He was born really in the middle of a conflict. The Romans had overtaken Israel. And Jesus never killed a single Roman. That's what the Pharisees and the Jewish leaders thought he was coming for. To make war. Hallelujah. He did not make war in the flesh. Why? Because we don't battle against flesh and blood. (laughs) We battle against principalities and powers. We need to remember that. We're in a battle in our country. But we're not battling other people. We're not battling that. We're battling spiritual wickedness in high places. We need to make sure we're looking at the right tree. Looking at the right tree. Jesus never raised a hand against the Romans. Matter of fact, when they accused him of not paying taxes, he went out and got taxes and paid them. But his heart was set upon the will of God, the tree of life in the middle of the garden. He continued to look at the tree that was in the midst of the garden, that which concerns the will of God. And his desire was to see people's hearts changed. No matter what was going on round about them, he wanted them to come to a knowledge of God the Father and understand, you know, the love of God and the peace of God which passes all understanding. So I want to just challenge you this morning to take a look at what you're looking at. Is your sight, is your vision? upon the tree that is truly in the midst of the garden? Or are you thinking there's another tree that really is the midst of the garden? The one that needs our attention. I want you just to think about this. The enemy wants to distract you from looking at the tree of life. He wants to discourage you from looking to the tree of life. He wants to make you think that there's another tree that's more important than the tree of life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I think I'll just close there this morning. Lord, your word says in Timothy that, Father, truly perilous times have come upon us. Hallelujah. The end of the age, the last days, whatever you want to call them, Father, and it describes the things that will be going on. But I was thinking about from the very beginning when Cain and Abel strove and Cain slew Abel. Father, he slew him because his own works were evil. And that spirit still resides in this world today. Those that are wicked hate that which is good. Their desire desire is to remove it, to destroy it, because the one behind it is the father of all lies, The one that comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Lord, so we need to realize who we're fighting. Father, I think if we get to know people, we probably realize that we're not that far apart, most of us. But Lord, we've made battle lines, we've drawn battle lines. This is the enemy, and that's the enemy. Father, the enemy is Satan, the deceiver of our souls, and the deceiver of the souls that are in this world, Lord. May we partake of the tree of life, Lord, and may we show others that there is a tree and it is truly in the midst of the garden and it is good for fruit. And we must partake of that fruit to enjoy it and to be blessed by it. Hallelujah. Lord, it just amazes me to think that Adam and Eve were in the garden and never partook of the tree of life, that they partook of the tree of the knowledge and good and evil before they ever thought about partaking of the tree of life. Hallelujah. But that's the state our world's in. They would have, rather have that which is not right, which is uh, in disobedience to the Word of God, really that doesn't fulfill or change anything within their hearts or lives. When God offers us true life and abundant life and peace, forgiveness of sins, all those things, Lord, are ours. All we have to do is partake of the fruit. The fruit of what Jesus did on the cross. And that was the salvation of our souls. All we have to do is accept that gift. Father, I pray that you would help us to know what your spirit is saying to us. Beyond a shadow of a doubt. Lord, that we would study to show ourselves approved unto you. Not unto men, but unto you. Lord, I love you. Just praise your mighty name. Father, you're so faithful to guide us and direct us, Lord, and show us things that are necessary within our hearts and lives. Lord, may we, as your people, Lord, and members of your body of Christ, take a look at our hearts and see what are we truly looking at. What are we looking at? What is that which is of value in our eyes? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Cause us, Lord, to see clearly what the plan and purpose of God is for each and every one of us. Lord, we just love you this morning, give you praise. I thank you for the time that we've had to share this morning. I thank you for being here, Lord, and just uh, visiting us, Lord, as we worship and praise you, Lord, and then in your word, may we go from this place, blessed, Lord, fed, Lord, and on fire for you. May we be challenged by the Spirit of God this morning. In your name, amen. You're dismissed this morning.